0: America, welcome to Probably Therapy. I am Kendall Torin, and I'm Ryan John. And you just missed the best unrecorded intro I think we've ever done. I'm
1: sorry. It was amazing. It was my turn with the computer, and I failed.
0: It's okay. I'll forgive it this one time. Okay, thanks. Um, so, Ryan, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Really excited, but there's only
0: like two weeks left, and then it's winter break. <laughs> I know I'm very tired, yes. <laughs> and I'm ready for some time off. Yes. But we've got a couple a couple uh, hurdles, a couple weeks mm-hmm. before we get there, um, and so we thought this week we would take some time, and you know one of the things that um, has come up a lot for us personally and we've had a lot of conversations with other people about, um, I mean, really over the last year entirely. I mean, I feel like 2020 has been the year of um, conversations about self-care. People are trying to learn how to take care of themselves, which is surprisingly challenging.
1: Yes, for sure. I think raised and you know just life in general just makes it really hard to make time for ourselves and, and give us the um sort of looking for it. give us the
0: permission. Permission, permission there it is to
1: care for ourselves you know like everyone it's so easy to care for others or to put ourselves you know last mm-hmm. um but really like <clears throat> you have to put the oxygen mask on first before you can
0: help someone next to you, right? I mean, I like the idea of that, but I'm not good at it. And I think, think, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think that's what I've learned a lot over the last year. Um, And maybe this is something that I've always kind of known about myself. I think, you know, and and we've talked about this before, like people who get into the field of... um, sort of therapy, mental health professions, um, even things, you know, education and uh, any really helping profession or, or um, service profession, I feel like the people who kind of tend to gravitate towards those fields have a, a desire or a sort of this innate drive to put other people before them, mm-hmm. which is great when it comes to doing their job, but it's not great when it comes to... Maintaining your ability to do that job, right. and you know,
1: burnout rates for those jobs is incredible. Crazy.
0: Like it, it is, it is high, and I, I can only imagine that this year they'll look back at um, the, you know, number of people who left the field, retired, resigned, that kind of thing, and it, it will have gone up because yeah. it has been, especially this year in the era, the um, decade, decades-long journey that has been 2020. <laughs> Um,
1: For real, I, I think that there's, I mean, even just in the beginning of our program, like before before the When it was case, so, you know like, <laughs>
0: aspirational and life was going yeah. to be beautiful and wonderful.
1: Yes, I mean, they were our professors and just our, everyone just kept talking about self-care and I, I don't think that I had heard that word as much until we started this program.
0: Right. And it was like a
1: buzzword, and I heard it all
0: the time. Well, and I think that just kind of, again, comes with the territory of the field. Like, people who are in the field know that, like, when you are working with with clients or with patients or kind of whatever you call them, um, you take on a lot of what they're bringing you, um, you know, because you want to help them with it, but... That also naturally means then that you are dealing with a lot of those things, not to the degree that obviously they are, but like, you know, when someone tells you about really difficult or hard or terrible things sometimes, like there is a part of you that kind of breaks with them and then you carry that.
1: Well, I think that's a beautiful part about therapy, right? That like I get Mm to hold, like help someone hold hard stuff. Yes. Yeah. I get to, you know, be that, you know, they can hang stuff up in my office Mm -hmm. they can like, you know, let some of that go. Yeah. Right. But I, I think there definitely is, like, there's heaviness behind that, right? Like, I think yeah. it's a great privilege. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it's hard to do that. It's it is. Kind of
0: and um, that's why I think, especially in the last year, like, the topic of self-care has become so big and so important. And, yeah. you know, you see articles about, like, things you can be doing to, to take care of yourself or, um, you know, we, we encourage, um, I've been encouraging a lot of students to, you know, take breaks like you can't especially for young kids you know when they're in remote learning and they're being asked to sit in front of a computer screen for seven or eight hours a day scary. and do like basically be in school for seven or eight hours a day on a screen and just kind of work you know i don't i think most adults could it would acknowledge like even if they're working from home they're not sitting in front of their computer screen working for seven or eight hours straight and so um you know, it's incredibly difficult for kids to do that. And, I, you know, a lot of kids that I talk to at, at work, it's like, hey, like, do you take any breaks for yourself? Do you do you do anything to um, take care of yourself or, or, you know, make yourself feel better when, well, when it's really difficult?
1: They, like, can. <clears throat> like, right. So I can, you know, get up and go to the bathroom or go get a glass of water. Like, yeah. Yes, please do those. Do things. those like, things. You're a human. Like, like you do those things. <laughs> it,
0: it, you aren't. While you are expected to be in school, you are not expected to sit in a chair and stare at your screen for seven hours. Um, and I think that that is a message that for a lot of kids, like, they don't know that, or like you were talking about, like, they just assume that they're supposed to be there. And it, it's incredibly difficult for them to do that. So yeah. um, we are going to start um, a, a series um, on self care. We're doing a series. <laughs> Um, and <clears throat> we're going to talk about self-care, um, and uh, just why it's so important, different, different things related to self-care. Um, and this week we're going to start, um, quite appropriately with, uh, self-care during the holidays. And I think it probably can be expanded to kind of winter months, but, um, really, really focusing on self-care during the holiday holidays and All the crazy things that come with that. I don't know about
1: you, Kendall, but like this time of year is tough for me. Like the the darkness of like the outside and the cold weather, and it's just so hard to get out of bed. And I mean, it it sucks. I I mean, it's
0: hard to get out of bed for me too, but mostly because I got new blackout curtains, and so like (laughs) I wake up and you know it's like oh it's time to get up, and I feel like it's still two a.m. and I can go back to bed. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think this time of year can be really challenging for a lot of people. Um, certainly there are parts of it that are, um, you know, the, the lack of sunshine, right? Like we know that, um, like there's seasonal affective disorder, like that's a real thing that people battle, um, during the winter months when they don't get sunlight for weeks sometimes. And, um, it, it can be a real challenge. Now I will say also winter happens to be my favorite season and I love the cold and snow. So um, I might be an alien, or maybe I'm just crazy. But um, I, I know there's a lot of people who who really have a hard time with with winter um, and just the the gloominess, I guess, that can come with it. Yeah. Um,
1: but I know, mean, like, either way, like, right, like, we it it's usually get busier around this time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more pressure around like the family coming in or not coming in. Sure. And, you know, you know how are we going to talk to dad about this? Or, you know, just right. like so many things, like politics. I mean, just the conversations that happen during this time right. can be really right. stressful. And baking and cooking, I mean, just all the things that happen right. around this time of year. Right. Um, and you got our little, like, pre cool during Thanksgiving and now heading into th- or heading into Christmas. <clears throat> and I just, there's definitely just, like, a sense of, like, pressure or tension, I think, that comes with this time of year. And right. So it just is even more important around this time, to think about yourself
0: right and and you know we'll kind of get into the the first kind of thing we're going to talk about a little bit um you know is is really starting part of the self-care process um and I think especially when you are at this time of year it's the end of the year um and I think a big thing especially even you know thinking about new years and um, like one of the things that, that people are, are starting to talk about more and more now is like, or at least I guess we would, except it's 2020 and nobody's done anything. <laughs> but like normally around this time of year, and maybe you're doing this and maybe you're not, but we start thinking about like, what did I accomplish this year? Like you reflect back on on your year and how it went for you and what, what happened. And um, yes. I think even that...
1: If, even if I was just knowing what Spotify saw. Yes, and so a reflection of your year. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that count? But careful,
0: me? careful how uh, much judgment or uh, importance you place on that Spotify right. playlist. Or uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think you know finding those things. You know, we have to start. I think a lot of times in that process by just acknowledging like what was what was difficult, right? Like what was hard, right? Um, and obviously this year everything was hard like the whole year was hard you know that it's it's been incredibly difficult feeling so separated from each other and isolated and um really having a hard time connecting and feeling like you're in relationships with people like um you know i think that's just been a challenge so all of 2020 in that sense um or most of 2020 like the first two months were okay um but for a long time for months right like i feel like most people have been facing this uphill battle it seems like or this grudge match of sorts where like we are just fighting to get through each day mentally and physically like people yeah. are exhausted people are lonely and and don't really know what to look forward to anymore
1: yeah, at times 100%. um again like that's this is any year but especially this year right to have the create the space mm-hmm. to be able to really reflect on right. what you want of next year or, mm-hmm. you know what what's are the what are these things that you need? Like what are your needs um, right. going into the holidays or going into, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Right. Uh, and I, and I, that's our first point really is to have that space, to create that space for yourself to have that self reflection. And right. acknowledge the difficult things and uh, embrace the good. Find Do find those things that you can be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I mean, that could be huge, right? Like, mm-hmm. people have crazy stories about starting to write like a gratitude of <laughs> right. and like, life dramatically changes. Uh, and that could be you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I definitely think like, that's the first step here. Like, you have to create this space on reflection and just to really know like, what does make me feel good? Right. You know, like, Sometimes it's just taking a hot shower, and sometimes it's just doing right. laundry, right? And and other times it's going to the spa, and other times it's <clears throat> going on vacation. And like, sometimes you need like little things, and sometimes you need like something big and exciting to kind of change everything up, right? Their reflections, and I think, part
0: of that. I think you know, like you were talking about, like that embracing the good, like looking back and reflecting back, and you know, giving yourself that that permission and that space to. Um, feel maybe some of the things that you have been trying to avoid feeling um, throughout the year just because it's been difficult like letting yourself acknowledge all those things and embracing those things that you can look back on and say yeah like it might not have been extravagant or might not have been crazy but like that was a good moment like that was a good thing that happened right And, and even if it's things like hey like in the last few weeks I've I've been you know getting out of bed at a, at a good time and doing my work you know well and you know finding those ways to appreciate the work you've done or finding ways to appreciate and embrace sort of the, the positive aspects or positive things that have come out of, of 2020 for you, even if they are really small. Um, acknowledging that like, <clears throat> honestly, in 2020, those small good things are huge accomplishments. and and allowing yourself to feel kind of that gratitude and and sense of accomplishment in that
1: yeah and I I really think that's like a mindset like moving forward here um as we talk through some of these things and moving on to our next point like um and after you've done your self reflection you create that space for yourself to kind Mm -hmm. of figure out what your needs are and um and and embrace that the good the good things the things that you're grateful for mm-hmm. um moving on to like kind of like a more of a concrete list of like these mm-hmm. needs like what are when you when you can find time when you can create space what are the things that are gonna make you feel good that are right are gonna be worth it to you to take five ten twenty minutes out of your day to mm-hmm. to really give back to yourself because you do a lot right <laughs> i mean they we're humans like there's just life is tough and especially this year right and right. so we need to you know figure out these things that um, that really make us feel good and, like fill us back up
0: right and I think that's I I think an important thing to kind of talk through a little bit is understanding that like and you know we were talking about this before. Self-care isn't necessarily doing something that makes you feel good. It's doing something that's good for you, right? And sometimes those things go hand in hand, right? Yes. Like, you know, going to the spa and getting a massage. Like, that might be... Uh, hold on. That is very good for you, right? right? Like, <laughs> I, that not, that's not a might be. That is, like... You're going to feel real relaxed after that, right? And you have done something to take care of your body and uh, take care of your mind, right? Like, that is good self-care. But sometimes self-care is, like, doing your laundry, and folding your clothes, which yes. I sure. often don't do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, like I earlier in the semester, I had made like a, a deal with myself, like, okay, you're gonna do laundry every week, you know, right. like, like that. And so now, like, when it, Sunday comes around, I'm like, okay, like, what day is laundry day this week? Mm-hmm. And I kind of plan it out. And just even having the plan just makes me feel better. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like I have a space in my schedule where I'm going to put things in the washing machine.
0: Right. Like I have carved out that portion of my day or my week or whatever and set it aside. And it's going to be this very intentional time where I'm doing something that it might not be something I want to do. It might not be something fun, um, but it's going to be something that I know is going to be helpful and benefit me. And it's going to ultimately, you know, be something good and positive for me. Yeah. And I think that's a common misconception about self-care, because I think a lot of people get caught in this trap of like, oh, I like that. It's fun. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. When I actually was listening to maybe a different podcast or um, possibly an audiobook, I have a terrible memory. Um, I could not tell you whether or not I ate breakfast this morning. Um, but I remember hearing from somebody the whole idea that like when... I think a lot of times it's kids, like teenagers especially, they think about self-care, um, even college students, honestly, because we're kind of at that point in sort of a generation where um, like they'll be like, oh, for self-care, like I just kind of I, I watch TV, right? I like watch I watch shows all day, or I, I played video games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, what about that with self-care? Because mm-hmm. for some people, yeah, 100%, like that can be self-care. You yeah. just give yourself that Very mental true. break. But I think for a lot of people, things like that, where it's like, I just kind of binge watched a show or I played video games or I, whatever, it's like, okay, well, was that self-care or were you just avoiding something? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, like think totally. I
1: think it's... I think that goes back to the reflection thing, right? Like, right. You have to be able to reflect on these things. Like, like I think for me, like, watching Netflix sometimes is mm-hmm. super, like, self-care because right. I get to, like, mind <clears> them. <throat> sure. And my whole day, I'm, like, thinking or helping people or whatever, and I... Don't get, like, that, like, right session. But then I've also noticed that, like, watching, like, super dramatic shows. Like, I can't watch, like, right. any, like, hospital shows anymore. Because sure. I like, get so attached to, like, the characters. And it was, like, draining me. Right. And so being able to, like, reflect on that. Like, this is, like, not good. Like, I can't watch this show anymore.
0: Right. Or even things like when you, if, if that's what you want to do for self-care, making sure you're being intentional throughout your day or week or whatever so that when you get to that point in your day and you're going to do that thing. It's actually, yeah. you're not, you're not doing it and avoiding things that need to be done. You're doing it because you've, you've planned ahead, you've done things and you've basically given yourself that space to be like, right. all right, I don't have anything I need to do right now. So I'm going to devote the next, you know, hour just to like watching a TV show, maybe having a, a glass of wine or something. Right. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. allow myself to take that mental break and just enjoy something for a little bit. Yeah. And in that way, like. Yeah, sometimes those things can be self-care, but I think we have to be really mindful about why we're doing things and the intentions behind them and um, whether or not, like, are we we benefiting, truly benefiting, like, mentally, emotionally, physically from this thing I'm doing and I'm calling it self-care, or am I using it as, like, an avoidance strategy, or am I just numbing out because I don't want to face things that I actually need to do, which that's what I did for a long time with... A lot of self care was, I called it self care, and it was actually me just not wanting to do or procrastinate yeah, on stuff. For sure. And
1: yeah, when I think there's there's that point of like intentionality, right? Like we have to when we when we do something that we might we might consider it to be self care, like really noticing what's coming up in like your your yeah. body, your feelings, your like what you're thinking after that mm-hmm. or during that. Right. And like like going back to like those like shows for me, like, it was mm-hmm. like I can't go to sleep now. Like I, right, you know, like it was really. It wasn't self-care at that point right. because it was stressful. It was adding to my right. already
0: stressful life or whatever. Right. And like, you know, reflecting and noticing like, okay, when I'm done with my, you know, quote, self-care, yeah. do I have like that shame spiral because now I have all this stuff I have to do because right. I wasn't doing it and instead was watching a show on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think it. you're right. Like it is important to be mindful of like, how do I feel immediately after my self-care? Mm-hmm. Do I feel relaxed? Do I feel taken care of, yeah. or do I feel even more stressed than when I started?
1: Right, and sometimes, like like you said, like watch like binge watching a show for like half a day is self-care, mm-hmm. but also if you know you had other things that you should have been doing. Right. Or like you stayed up till, you know, three in the morning watching a show. So right. Like, like sleep is also self care. Right. And sleep like is in fact sleep. necessary <laughs> yes. care. Um and I think like being able to prioritize self care and really what your needs I guess prioritize your needs and
0: yeah. your self care. Right. Like, you know, we've got our best friend Maslow over here and you know, we have to take <laughs> care of our our sort of our physical needs. We have to yes. make sure that we are, you know, safe and fed and all those things. Um, and if, if we're not sort of doing those things and when we get to those, um, steps of, you know, trying to take care of our, our minds and emotional and mental being, then, you know, it's, it makes it really hard because those, those strategies we're trying to use as self-care, I think at that point can become just as avoidance or right, or they're not restful. They're not meaningful in the way that we want them to be. Yeah. So, um, I think, um, kind of getting into maybe some more specific ideas of, of ways of doing self-care, I guess, um, moving forward. Um, what are, what are things that that you have found have been really, cause self-care is different for everybody. So like, what are things that you have found in your life that have been really meaningful as self-care? Or have you found anything yet?
1: No, I, I... There's definitely been things that I've, like... It's been trial by fire, right? Like, right. Like, a lot of things, like... And I think at different points in my life, like, when we started seeing clients, I think my self-care changed, right? I couldn't yeah. watch those dramatic movies, or, like, I couldn't add, like, more, like, heavy stuff to my life. Because right. there was just a lot of heavy stuff already happening. Yeah. Um, and... It, so, I think it's definitely, like, changed and, like, evolved as uh-huh, I have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but... I think forever my like self-care for myself has been planning which sometimes becomes a monster in itself right but i i put self-care on my calendar like i really schedule it out i really try to be intentional about Mm -hmm. doing my laundry or like when i'm gonna go to the store and and really like putting things like plan them out because if i don't have my calendar it's probably not gonna get done true and so i think that has been like really helpful to me and i know like planning stresses some people out so, <laughs> uh, but that's what's, that's what's really helped me um, right i know it's gonna get
0: done right right
1: i know i have the time to get it right because right?
0: you've given you've basically allotted that time mm-hmm. right like you like you, you plan it i get, you know yeah. it's redundant but that's the point right yeah, like you sure. you have scheduled that that component of your life into you know a, a calendar and in that way, kind of giving yourself permission to devote that block of time to whatever self-care happens to look like right. for and you I, in that moment. And again,
1: like I said, like I think some days I need to call a good friend and other, other days I need to just sit in my room and watch Netflix or take a hot shower or um, talk to my mom. You know, like right. it's just like things, different things that I need, like right. schedule a doctor's appointment. I mean, there's just things that right. are self-care. But it just looks different every
0: day, every week, every month. Right. And it looks different for every person. Oh, yeah. Like, what's self-care for you might not be self-care for me and what might not be self-care for, you know, one of our classmates or a client or a student or whoever, a coworker. Like, self-care does look different for every single person. Um, And I think that's really important because I think, too, sometimes we place judgments on on self-care and like, oh, that's not really self-care or you know, that's, that's, you know, silly or stupid or whatever, like that's, you know, we, we place these judgments on things and it's like, "Hmm." but maybe that self-care for that person in that moment. So, um, I think that's always also really important to, um, remember and and hold on to that. Like self-care is whatever it needs to be for you. Um, and it's going to depend on, on the time and the day and, and whatever you kind of need in that moment.
1: some of your
0: self-care so self-care for me has been a, a journey mm-hmm. as you know yeah. um, I frequently would talk in classes about how terrible at self-care I am um, because for a long time I didn't know how to take care of myself like I would do things but again like I said earlier like I used a lot of things as sort of numbing or avoidance strategies like I would just completely zone out um, procrastination is a really bad problem for me, and I I will just avoid work and avoid work and avoid work, because uh, maybe it's like a weird you know perfectionistic thing for me. Like I want it to be perfect on some level, and I know it's never going to be that. So in my mind, I'm like, well, why do it? Yeah, it you like, know, sure. until sure. I absolutely have to do it, and then I panic and race through it. Um, and it's not fun. It's not fun. It's really stressful. You know, it's not fun when you have to do that and you're up until 6 a.m. writing a final paper for a college class because you put it off until the last day. And it also happens to be like a 15-page paper. Right. Um, Right, like that was a moment in my life where I was like, holy cow, like this is bad. You know, I am really not taking care of of myself here. Um, And it's sort of been an ongoing battle. So for me, like... I think recently, literally within maybe the past month or two, I've started learning that, you know, I'm trying to get much more in the habit of um, using a daily planner Mm -hmm. and like writing down like, okay, like it's literally one of the first things I do when I get to work every morning is I open up my planner and sometimes I've done it the day before, like I'll make a note like, okay, on Friday, like here are, you know, the kids that I need to see or here are the things I need to do. Um, but literally the first thing I do every day at work when I get there um, and usually I'm there a little bit before our, my technical start time, I guess, um, or the contract hours that we're on. And so I'll just like sit there and maybe spend, you know, five or 10 minutes going through and being like, all right, like, like, let's lo- look through my emails or let's look through it like and write down in my planner, like who I need to get to. Or if I have a certain meeting, like going through my calendar and making sure that that meeting is on my schedule so that I don't forget about it. Um and really trying to get better at planning that stuff out cuz you're right. It is it is nice when you can look at your planner or look at your calendar and be like, "All right, there's my day. Like I know what I have to do today. Here and are at, the things." And, and
1: at the end of the day, you're like, "Oh, I I did that." Right. Like here's
0: all the things that I can check yeah. those off or I can um, you know, I can cross them out or I can honestly working in a school like I can, I have it documented, like, yeah, yeah. which is a, a, a huge thing. They don't tell you about working in education or even working in, um, sort of, uh, as, as a therapist, like documentation is really important. And so being able to say like, that was on my calendar and here's my note from that event mm-hmm. or here's the thing I, yeah, like that can be really important. And it, it is kind of peace of mind to be able to look back and be like, oh yeah, here this. I can, t- I can show you where it was in my calendar and I can show you like, here's the note that I wrote out during that time. Or here's the, um here's the phone call I made, right? Whatever, whatever the case is. Um, So planning is, has been a big one for me or like just maybe keeping track of my calendar planner. Um, And then just like trying to keep my home clean, (laughs) which sounds like a normal thing you should do anyway in life. But for me, like living alone, it's like, well, nobody else is here. So why does it matter what my house looks like? Um, But like, Learning to be grateful and appreciate my space, and part of doing that is keeping it clean. Yeah. And honestly, as somebody who has a really hard time focusing and and staying on task with things, being able to look around and not see like dirty stuff is very helpful. Like having a clean space is definitely helpful when it comes to like needing to focus and do things.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's like statistics out there about like you sleep better when well, like your room's
0: clean. Or, yes. Or maybe that's a myth. I no it's definitely I think like it is it's easier to focus when you're in a clean environment you sleep sleep better Um, you also sleep better when your phone is not next to you Um, and it's actually scientifically proven that you have more uh, better uh, and more meaningful conversations and more conversations when your phones aren't on the table in front of you like if there is a phone between you I know right (laughs) If there's a phone between you and another person, conversation goes down significantly. Interesting. There's your fact. There's right. your fun fact for the day. Yeah. Um, but back to self-care.
1: Yeah, no, I and mean, I I mean there's so many you can Google like list and lists list of self-care and right. you can figure out like what works for you and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I really just want to hit that like we I I am not a professional. I'm, I would not say I'm even like an amateur at this. I'm not.
0: I don't know.
1: I I'm, not, I'm
0: probably um, in the fetal stages <laughs> of self care. Yes. Um, I think my self care has just been conceived.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not something that a lot of people talk about, right? And so, like, it's something if maybe someone explained like you have to take care of yourself, you know, at a younger age, like it would have been easier to kind of, like, develop as an adult. I don't know. But it is tough. And I, mm-hmm. and I do think that, like, in the last couple of years, this has really just been a topic um, that not really anyone had talked about, you know, since then. At least really see, like, the research and how just important it is to want to care for ourselves. And, and I think we kind of glazed over the fact that it's hard to care for yourself.
0: Oh, I think it is honestly, like, truly one of the most challenging things I've done.
1: Yes. It's it's hard to really look in the mirror and be like, I like you, kid. Like, we're going to get through this. Like, like, that's hard to do.
0: Yeah. It is, like, (laughs) I remember, and like, this this is bunk science now, but there was that thing maybe when we were, it's probably been around since maybe, like, the 80s or 90s, probably, or I don't know when it came out, but, like, there was those, you know studies or journals or articles or whatever talking about power poses and like, you know, you'd stand in the mirror or like before an interview, you do like a Superman pose and like the whole, the whole idea behind it, I guess was, was solid. The whole idea that like do something to make yourself feel powerful and confident before you go into something in which you need to appear powerful or confident, right? right? That makes sense, right? Like that logic tracks, but the whole idea that I could stand there with one hand on my hip and the other fist in the air. And somehow that was going to make me confident. Like that has obviously been debunked and it's, it's not legit science. Um, but I, I think you're right. in that like learning to do those things to, to take care like one of the most challenging things that, that oh, you can do. And it is, 100%. it is a learning curve when you first realize like, oh wait, I have to take care of myself. You're right, that is a thing I need to do.
1: Right, and I I know as we just kind of like jumped in here with just like, this is how you do self-care. I think that we needed to pause for a moment and just reflect <laughs> about like, this is not like a switch that we have no. in our bodies. that we can just be
0: like, oh yeah, okay. No, and self-care, self-care time. Yeah, no. I know
1: it's, This is a hard thing to do. And yeah. Um, yeah. with that, I, I think my supervisor would be upset if I didn't bring up Kristen Neff and self compassion because it is it's something that she preaches all the time and I think it's just super important for everyone to figure out <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how to find self compassion. Right, like, that's like a foreign word, self compassion. Like, right, that should those two words be together? Like, it just it feels weird.
0: It does feel, and I think I think it's really important. Like, because self care, I think is doing things to take care of yourself self-compassion i feel like is more the idea and look this is totally me making this up on the spot i could be wrong but like in my mind when i think of self-compassion i'm more like all right self-compassion isn't necessarily doing the things to take care of yourself self-compassion is just like the initial quality or ability to care about yourself yes in a meaningful way
1: yeah nate i want to just These are the five myths of self-compassion. And I know that I, I mean, just reading these are just hit home for me. Several of them do. Um, Self-compassion is a form of self-pity.
0: Like that one is, Right. that one's real sauce. It's
1: the next one that really gets me. Self-compassion means weakness. And I think that, I mean, just in our go, go, go society, like, doggy dog world right like giving ourselves grace is is viewed as weak I, I I really think like that's one's super hard for me
0: I still remember I remember there was a, a day maybe I was in college maybe I was working I don't remember what it was but I told somebody that I was taking a mental health day yeah. like I was literally just taking a day for myself and I got like such weird looks yeah, it's because insane. it's like the the insane? actual thought of taking care of yourself means that somehow you are But what's
1: wrong but like are you okay are you sick right Why are you taking like is something
0: care? wrong with you that you yeah. feel like you have to or like suddenly what they happened? think a little bit less of you because they're like oh are you just not up to it are you not up to like this work or whatever it is so it's like no i just feel like i need a day right yeah. but still yeah you're right there is that perception that like Self-compassion means that, like, you are weak somehow. Like, there's something... You are you are incapable of something. Yeah.
1: And that falls right into the third one. Self-compassion will make me complacent. Right. And I, I think that goes back to, like, the... You know, that fine line between, like, is this self-care helpful or is it hurtful? And, like, right. figuring out... Like, really understanding that whatever I'm doing for myself and, like, getting mm-hmm. my grace and giving myself, like, this compassion... Or the the permission to do this right is okay. I've thought about it. I've you know reflected that like this is what I need
0: right. And I think that is. I mean, for some like for me, I'll I'll say that that I think for a long time that was a concern, right? That like if I take care of myself in a meaningful way, then that's all I'm going to want to do, mm-hmm. right? Like it was that back and forth between like I don't know how to take care of myself, and so I'm going to do these things that will make me think I'm taking care of myself, and in fact will just make a lot of my problems worse, and then holding that up against that idea that like if I actually take care of myself in meaningful ways then I'm never going to want to do real things or like things I need to do and so it's like that it was that tug of war between like if I do it it will make me lazy and if I don't do it I'm stressed all the time Yeah, (laughs) which is such a weird paradox like but I think that's where a lot of people might get caught.
1: Fourth one is self compassion is is
0: narcissistic. All right. right? Am I being selfish by being Ryan? You know me. I love a narcissist. <laughs> you really like are. I'm really and like look, I could talk about like personalities, personality disorders, all those things. Um, it's really and To be clear, everybody has like some flavors of narcissism in their world. Oh yeah. Like it's just an unavoidable part of being like a, just a human person. We all have a <laughs> they're all just fun and unique and just special. Um, but yeah, I think there is that idea that like, you know, oh, like you think, what do you, why do you have it so good? Like you think you're better than me that you like can just go do whatever you want. You can like take your day off. What are you talking? Like, I think there is that like, which is so funny, right? There's people that we are judging people and thinking that they're arrogant or narcissistic or whatever, because what they're, they're taking care of themselves a little bit. Yeah. right right it's like self compassion is is caring about yourself and i feel like that that narcissism component is like that's i care too much about myself and what people think and of nothing me about other people. right i care so much about myself that i'm unable to care about you right right i
1: mean, I mean that's and i think that with self compassion like we have to care for ourselves in order to care for others like i right. that's something i believe in I really, really right. think that if if we are able to give ourselves grace, if we're able to love ourselves, then then we can love others more, others bigger, others you know like right in a well and even a more 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 of a way than we could ever.
0: Right say. when I when I am taken care of well, I I can take care of you well also. Yes. You know, and I think I I so this metaphor, I really don't like it, but I I get it and it makes sense. Ooh,
1: Kindle metaphor, here we are. No, not mine. It's just okay. one that we use all
0: the time. But um, you know, the idea of like having our, our buckets and we can't pour out of an empty bucket. Yeah. And so we need those things that pour back into us. Ooh, okay. um, but like self compassion is that it's like I can't give to you what I don't have. Yes. So I need to find ways to Fill my Fill my bucket, which, again, well, I, yeah, I absolutely despise this metaphor. But, again, <laughs> it it makes total sense, right? Because yes. I think so many people just get it. You know, You it's, like, you can call it a cup or a, a bucket or a pail, if you will. Um, <laughs> but, like, it just, you can't give what you don't have. And so self-compassion is taking right. that time to give to yourself so that you can give to people right. who and need I, it.
1: And I think, like, when if you've ever been, like, taught that or read book about that, like, they don't, it doesn't really say, like, I can fill my own bucket.
0: Right. Like, it's, it's like, other people are going
1: to fill my bucket and then I'm going to fill other people's bucket. But, like, you can fill your own bucket.
0: Right. You can do things for yourself yeah. to fill your bucket, right? right? Like, it's actually, I think, right. a, a very important life skill <laughs> and a very important part of, of maturing and becoming, like, a, just a good human being that you learn how to take care of yourself, right? I think, and honestly, you know, people call it selfish. People call it, you know, narcissistic. or And that, you know, that is that is um, myth number five, is that self-compassion is selfish. Um, and, and truly, I think there are people who think that taking care of yourself is a selfish act, especially, you know, in some of the circles that we've been in. I heard things like that all the time. The idea that like doing things for yourself was a selfish act. It was an act of um, you are withholding from people in need. If you do things for yourself, right? You are actively um, preventing people in need from from accessing what you have to offer. And it's like, mm, am I though? Like, can I offer them something I don't have?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, and we even talked recently about how like how can I sit in front of a Help them and really listen to them when I know that I have papers due and tests yeah. to do, and like you know, I have you know all these schedules to create, and stuff, right? You know, like, there's just I have to be able to leave some of that at the door, and right, like, you know, be able to, to you know care for myself in that way by leaving it right. somewhere else just so I can open up and care for someone else,
0: right? And I think in that way. Learning to take care of yourself in a lot of ways, especially if you work in a field like ours, it can be one of the most compassionate things you can do for the people around you, like your clients, your students, your friends, (laughs) like self-compassion in a lot of ways is just compassion for the people around you because it's, look, I care so much about you that I need to take care of myself and fill myself up so that when you need me, I can offer you something. I can offer you what you need.
1: Yeah. You know? So when over the holidays and people are making you feel weak or making you feel like um, you shouldn't take this time for yourself, just tell them that it's for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking this wine for you. For you. <laughs> it's for you, really. That's that's what this is. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think, and again, like, we started this whole thing talking about, like, self-care during the holidays. And, like, this is the time of year when I think we are m- most in need of reminding ourselves about these things. Because we are at the family gatherings and we are doing that reflection and looking back over the year. Honestly, whether we want to or not, it's just what happens, right? we yeah. It's like, oh, the year's ending. Let me think back about the last 365 days of my life and... Was it worth it? Did I do anything meaningful? Right? Those are things we do anyway. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think reminding ourselves and and learning and, you know, we talked, it is really difficult. And I think especially now after this, I, I don't even know what to call it, this 2020 disaster scape of terror. I don't know. Like it is really challenging to to learn what self-care looks like in your life but i also think that's what makes it so important right now yeah like we we have to take time to really you know dig into our our lives our our experience and ask ourselves those questions of like how can i take care of myself today
1: yeah
0: how can i how can i take care of myself and
1: How can I fill my own bucket? Fill
0: today
1: my so that bucket. I may fill my in-laws bucket. <laughs>
0: how can I? I was gonna try and make a joke. I was gonna say. I, I know. No, I was gonna. I was gonna try and be funny and be like, how is how am I gonna like empower my pail? But like. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, guys, it's been a long week. I'm ready for some (laughs) self-care.
1: On that note, uh, I think Kendall and I are going to go
0: take care of ourselves. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yes. (laughs) A little, little bit. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, As always, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and find us at Probably Therapy on Instagram. Um, if you have anything you'd like us to cover, any topics, anything, uh, se- well, send those on in. Just
1: yes, please do. shoot us a
0: little a little email at yes. probablytherapy@gmail.com or also just share with
1: us what you discovered as your self-care.
0: Right. Slide into the send in, into those DMs. Yes. Let us know what self-care looked like for you. Um, please keep it like PG-13 <laughs> at it's okay. at most, it like preferably PG or G. But, you know, follow your heart. Um, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and try to not all. to lose it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.